the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He was born in Australia and chose to come to America because he believed it was the greatest country in the world. He came to make and not take, to give and not receive, to join the place and not change it. He wants to make sure every American knows they won the lottery the day they were born here. Welcome to Around the Barbie with Nick Adams, described as the best speaker on America and the president's favorite author. Now, he's here every week to help you love America even more. Here he is, Nick Adams. G'day there, you're listening to Around the Barbie with Nick. It's a delight to have your company. Welcome back to those that have been listening to our previous episodes in this podcast. And a warm welcome to you if you are joining us for the very first time. For those of you that have been following, we've been talking about political correctness and the awfulness of it. And you've heard how I'm not a very big fan of it, to put it mildly, to uh, understate it vehemently. Political correctness is something that needs to be relegated to the bottom dusty bookshelf of some fourth-rate library in the middle of nowhere, as far as I'm concerned. If we continue to be bullied and harassed and intimidated and silenced by political correctness, I don't believe that this 21st century will be an American century. And I don't believe it's going to be possible for America to remain the greatest country in the world. And this is something that is so serious. I want to dedicate the next few episodes really delving into and examining the scope of the threat the magnitude of the threat, and what we can do to deal with it adequately. Uh, You know, I was thinking about, I was dreaming about, were I to be President of the United States? And of course, that's just not possible, ever. But were I President of the United States, what would I say about political correctness? What kind of statement would I make? Now, of course, President Trump just through his actions, shows us every day how to fight back against political correctness and how to completely defy politically correct expectations. But if I were president, I'd probably say something and I thought about, well, I don't want to just ad-lib this. What would I really word for word say? And so I came up with a couple of paragraphs. This is what I'd say after clearing my throat. For too long now, to our great detriment, we have embraced the relative. That idea that no culture or religion or set of values is superior to others. Nothing could be further from the truth. All people are equal, but all cultures are not. Of all enemy combatants, Political correctness is the most dangerous. It endangers our homeland and our culture. 
It emboldens our enemies and our critics. It denies reality and encourages mediocrity. We give thanks for freedom of speech, press, assembly and lobby. Our laboratory of freedom provides a daring, exuberant, risk-defying openness. This gives our system an almost miraculous capacity for self-criticism, self-correction and self-renewal. This is what doomed slavery and defeated communism. It is the jewel of humility in our crown. That's why as president, I want to announce from this day forward an end to political correctness. No longer will we hesitate to name our enemies. No more will we entertain expectations of uniformity exclusion and tolerance. Our culture of empathy must never be a culture of immunity. There are no exclusive zones in the marketplace of ideas. I believe this can change. When it does, confidence will return. Consensus on the American identity a must if America is ever to be at her best, will re-emerge. So that's what I wrote out. That's the speech that I would give were I President of the United States about political correctness. And I know that some of you might be listening there thinking, don't even have the right accent to be making a speech like that. But it's really interesting because it's a curious fact that on Occasion in American history, a fresh set of eyes visiting from distant lands has helped Americans see themselves more accurately. As the old saying goes, sometimes a spectator sees more of the game. Alexis de Tocqueville, the French nobleman, visited the United States in the 1830s, as an example, when he was just 26 or 27. His book, Democracy in America, praised America's lack of a centralised government, he deemed religion salutary for democracy, and described how political freedom and uninhibited commerce went hand in hand. Likewise, Winston Churchill, Sir Winston Churchill, the wartime British Prime Minister and the greatest figure of the 20th century, who led the fight against Hitler and sounded the alarm on communism. Churchill genuinely loved America. He called it the Great Republic. Now, no doubt his maternal family lineage, his mum was American, no doubt assisted, but it was the people and philosophy that sourced his immense faith in the USA. Challenging his own country's favouring of consensus and moderation, he actually displayed American-like leadership with indomitable will and bulldog tenacity. And interestingly, fascinatingly, both men remarked on America's resilience. The greatness of America lies not in her being more enlightened than any other nation, but in her ability to repair her faults, observed de Tocqueville. 
And Churchill jibed affectionately, you can always count on Americans to do the right thing. After they've tried everything else. (laughs) Now maybe it's an outsider thing, but I immediately discerned the same American comeback capability as they did. From the very first moment in 2009 when I set foot on US soil. And that's why I am so optimistic about America's prospects. This is why I believe America can defeat political correctness. I believe that the United States is the world's pinnacle nation. Now, American exceptionalism, as all of you know, is often derided as a phrase of partisan polemics or a a mere hypothesis or worse, a myth. But it is an incontrovertible reality, however unwelcome or unpalatable this might be to those whose, shall we say, whose ears, shall we say, are attuned to a different siren. In 5,000 years of recorded human history, no other nation has come close to resembling the United States. The American model has offered and continues to offer a greater chance for dignity, hope and happiness for more people than any other system. As Margaret Thatcher, another outsider, Lady Thatcher, the British Prime Minister, puts it, Europe was created by history. America was created by philosophy. Lady Thatcher was right. The philosophy is one of individual liberty, of free market opportunity, and a belief that it's all a gift from God. America is the best idea the world has ever had, the greatest value system ever devised, and the greatest threat and challenge to this exceptionalism that Thatcher and Churchill and de Tocqueville saw is political correctness. What are these values that make America exceptional? What are American values? Well, I'd say that they're individualism, not collectivism, patriotism, not relativism, optimism, not pessimism, limited government, not the nanny state, God, not Caesar, faith, not secularism, e pluribus unum, not multiculturalism, life, not death, equality, yes, but equality of opportunity, not equality of outcome, goodness, not moral equivalence. America is about being bold, not bland, brave, not meek, striving for greatness, not shooting for mediocrity. It's really interesting that all of these values that I just mentioned are aligned with what we would call today a conservative outlook. On every single count, traditional America, both viscerally and ideologically, sides with conservatism. America, therefore, represents the greatest impediment to leftist aims and becomes the prime target of the progressive movement in all its manifestations. American success by design, not accident, is the most significant refutation of leftist ideals. That's because America has fostered a society that allows its citizens the widest latitude for creativity and for innovation. 
We reward success without government approvals and bureaucratic interference. We embrace religious faith, aspiration and risk. And as a result, we have been the most enterprising, market-oriented, individualistic and averse to taxation and regulation that have ever, ever walked this earth. But let me tell you a truth about the world. Beyond that, America has shown uncommon valour against the sword of tyranny. We have frosted the neighbourhoods of tyranny and oppression by freezing the sweat and chilling the bones of men harbouring such aspirations. From the beaches of Normandy to the sands of Iraq, America has spread more freedom and fought more evil than any other country, expending enormous treasure. People still cross oceans, my friends, to get to this country. They do. They are as willing as ever to empty their life savings to get to America, legally or illegally. They are as prepared as ever to sell the shirt off their backs just to feel the American winds of freedom and opportunity for even a minute. There's no other place where so many come with nothing and achieve anything they seek. Put simply, this world is a better place with America. Now, all of that is not to say that America is perfect. Of course it's not perfect. Like any human being, it's made mistakes, transgressions, it's gotten things wrong. But contrary to the distorted portrait painted by the left of Americans being slaveholders and robber barons and imperialists and protectors of privilege, I would argue without a doubt that our country, my new home, my chosen land, is one of fundamental goodness, that America is the best thing humanity has. You see, anti-Americans really, I want to compare to spoiled children. They confuse defectiveness with malice, they loathe what belongs to others, and they denounce as abuse any repudiation to indulge them. All at the same time, while sullenly demanding avoidance of costs and continued satisfaction of unearned benefits. Why is America in trouble? Political correctness's failures, by contrast, are equally clear. It has created economically unsustainable and character-destroying welfare states. It has undermined Western military strength. It's politicised universities and the arts. It authored the culture of complaint and its close cousin, the self-esteem movement. Every area of our life, I want you to really think hard about this, really contemplate what I'm saying. Every single area of our life in the world today is being downgraded because of political correctness, its agendas, and its stranglehold on elite opinion. We are less free, we are poorer, we are weaker, we are less innovative, we are less confident, and we are less family-oriented. We are more divided and more faithless. We're well on our way to becoming Europe, fiscally, 
socially and culturally. And therefore, our country is in the fight of its life. Individualism, patriotism and liberty, the unique properties of American life and culture, are at diminished levels, beleaguered by the anti-American virus so prevalent in public schools and universities, entertainment media and the arts. The elite's inverted priority of climate over jihad speaks volumes of the problems that afflict us today. The readiness of many opinion leaders to allege evil in the local police but not in Islamic terror stuns people everywhere. We see America weaker today than she's ever been, making the world a more dangerous place for everyone. Sadly, governments are a reflection of ourselves. We've become greedy, entitled and demanding. We want and demand everything for free with scant regard to the real cost. And forget social issues, that's just on the economics. We're forcing governments to do what is best for our egotistical selves. We are all me, 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 me. So what can America do to recover from its current position? What can we do to return to common sense? Because I think that's the best way to defy political correctness, by returning to common sense. This is a 10-point plan that I think we need to get behind. Number one, end the waste. Number two, pay back the debt. Number three, limit the government. Number four, axe political correctness. Number five, protect the borders. Number six, preserve Judeo-Christian traditions. Number seven, end the culture of entitlement. Number eight, cut taxes. Number nine, exercise loyalty to the Constitution. And number ten, keep the peace through unquestioned military advantage. If we can do all of those things, if we can do all of those things, we will be able to pulverize political correctness. I included a specific reference to political correctness in those 10 points, and I did so because of the gravity I think that it has. But I don't want you to be misled into believing that it's a standalone issue. It isn't. It most certainly is not. The truth is that every one of the other nine objectives in that plan cannot be achieved unless political correctness is abandoned. Protecting borders, eliminating government programs, limiting the number of people on welfare benefits, standing up for a Judeo-Christian heritage, all violate violently, violently, almost every single tenet of political correctness. Proponents of political correctness repeatedly imply that even merely raising such suggestions as these, indeed even asking difficult questions, betrays ignorance, intolerance, bigotry and xenophobia. That's what we're up against. This is our fight. This is our war. It's a war that we did not invite, but it is a war that we will gladly attend. This is a war that we did not start, but it is a war that we will finish. 
You've been listening to Around the Barbie with Nick. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with another episode very soon. God bless America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.